your job. And you were about to lose your job. Get this dance. You were about to lose your job because you are detaining me for nothing. You are about to lose your What's up, what's up, world? It's your girl, Tiana Smalls, a.k.a. Coach Cooch. And you know when I come at you guys early in the morning, you know I got a lot to say. So first of all, a lot of shit been going down, and I just feel like we got to talk about it. First of all, let's talk about this song, Lose Your Job. What an amazing song. Oh, my God. It is the right timing for it all. Uh, you know, this is why I always say God's timing is everything because this young lady who is Janiqua Charles, she had this recorded all the way back in January. And in January, this song wouldn't have been as relative as it is now. And, you know, this is why I always tell you guys that it's all about timing in life. And now she's an internet um, sensation, and I'm loving it. You know, see, you guys can come up from anything. So if you are creative, you better get them cameras out and go viral like Janiqua did. Um, but, however... She is going through um, a couple of issues, some drug issues, as well as, like, her son is not even staying, you know, with her. Well, now they're staying with family and things of that nature. And um, shout out to her sister for understanding that you have to take a moment and, and, and run with it, you know? Like, she got shirts now. She got a website. She's up there working on getting publishing from the song because they want this to really be a real... Uh, song, and um, I think that's a good thing, you know, to be productive, and they try to put her on live, you know, she's not quite ready to be on live, and she was crying at the end, because she said, you know, she had a tough life, and now, you know, everything is just, like, happening, and, you know, fame, that could be an even worse drug than whatever drug that, you know, she's on, so I just pray, uh, you know, for her at this time, but, you know, shout out to her, this was a song that was needed at this time, and it's all about putting things out when it's relative and when you can market it, you know? So that is, like, fabulous. Shout out to her. So um, before I get into, like, <laughs> you know, what I want to talk about today, I just want to say um, the show Cops, you know, got canceled after 90 freaking years of being on the air. And um, right now, Cops ain't in. So a lot of them about to lose their jobs. So it's getting crazy. Uh, I want to also mention that 18 people were murdered in Chicago over last weekend, and that is fucking ridiculous, okay? Like, 18 people. Like, it is really time to change, you know? It's really time for a change, especially for our people, and it was like a loving father got killed, a teenager got killed, 
I mean, when I went to Chicago, I went, I loved Chicago. First of all, Chicago restaurants are very, like, rich with, like, uh, ingredients, seasoning. Oh, it's such a great place to go to. Um, that's when I had my first experience with Giordano's. If you ever in Chicago and you want a good pizza, go to Giordano's. I mean, Giordano's is so good. Like, I want to order it soon. Like, they deliver all the way to another state. Like, they'll ship the pizza frozen. That's how good the pizza is. It's like a real Chicago uh, staple. And it was really nice. I love Giordano's. I love the Chicago um, nature. I really love Chicago as a whole because I feel like they keep it very real in Chicago. Like, it's real trill out there. Now, everybody I met from Chicago, um, this girl named Ariel, shout out to Ariel from Chicago. Ariel's actually the person that got me... Um, or help get me the citation from the city of New York. I've been doing things in the city of New York for many years, but it took somebody that's from the outside to, you know, make sure that they gave me an award or any type of recognition. So, you know, they just always been good people. But I really have a question for, um, you know, the city of Chicago. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you know, like, what is making people go crazy and kill so much? Like, what the fuck, WTF? It's like... You know, Oprah's studios back in the day was in there. Barack Obama's from Chicago. Like, what is making people want to go ahead and kill 18 people in one weekend? Like, that's, like, got to be, like, third world, like, type of numbers. Like, that is, like, crazy. So, and I just want to know, like, is it something in the water? Is it lead poisoning? Because I know a lot of cities that suffer from crime in the East Coast got lead poisoning and the things of that nature, like, what is the tea? You know what I mean? So anybody that's listening to in my bag right now, you're from Chicago, just know that I need some answers. So if you have any solution to what we need to do as a people to make Chicago a more safer place for your children and for your family, please reach out to me, you know, at Coach Cooch on um, Instagram and let me know, like, what the hell can we do to help foster uh, this change? Because... I can't be visiting Chicago if y'all gonna be up there killing each other like that. I can't go nowhere worse than Brooklyn. Like, that's my rule. Like, if it's worse than Brooklyn, I'm not down. So, let me know. All right. So, uh, let me just make sure, like, because we got to talk about some things. And this is what made me go ahead and do this show today. Um, B. Simone, she is an Instagram socialite on Instagram, hustler on Instagram, I don't know, IGpreneur on Instagram, she really ruffled a few feathers lately. Uh, she stated that on, um, you know, Nick Cannon has a show, and she stated on Nick Cannon's show that she really did not want to, you know, ever, like, date a guy with a 9 to 5 and things of that nature. Let's, let's take a listen to the clip so we can get more clarity, all right? Listen. Why not? <laughs> you don't want him to have an honest job? I mean, he could be a, a hustling entrepreneur. So you I want him to be a you want CEO status? Yes. Okay, he can't he can't so like he can't, he can't like, clock, clock in and in. clock out. No. No. <laughs> Damn, I be some entrepreneurs should date entrepreneurs. Okay, but still, there's there's people who have really good jobs with vocational skills. If if he's a mechanic, I'm, I'm sure. But no, you're not gonna understand my lifestyle. You're not gonna understand why I'm up at three a.m. Damn, you're making this you, Okay, all right. You know, right. he has to be an entrepreneur. A business owner. He, he getting one of them yes. stimulus packages from Donald Trump. One of them small business <laughs> loans. And 
he ain't buying jewelry with it. Oh, we're moving into that direction. <laughs> okay, so, you know, I look at things, I think, I guess that's why y'all always like my opinion, because I look at things from, like, always from, like, two parts of the world, you know what I mean? Like, when it comes down to um, B. Simone, B. Simone is very young. She is 30 years old, and... B. Simone is new money. You know, like, she's not even used to the fame and the money that she's getting um, right now. And um, I like B. Simone, but sometimes B. Simone could come off as a little bit ignorant as well. It goes back to what we was talking about from the last show. Like, people are just ignorant sometimes. So sometimes they just say stuff and they don't even recognize what the hell that they are um, saying. You know, like, so she's young. She don't know life yet. And she don't, um, she hasn't lost since she got on. So she doesn't even know, like, what it's going to take to survive. She don't even know about them days where your ass, you and your husband both got to wake up and try to find a solution so that you could make shit happen, pay these bills, and live still your great lifestyle that you live. She hasn't really lost after getting money. So she doesn't even know anything about about life right now. You know what I mean? So, and another thing is, um, I like that she has standards. You know, that that's great. But she may be, you know, missing out on the best man she ever had because of her immature preferences, meaning, like, it's okay to have preferences. I think black women don't have enough preferences sometimes. So I, I respect that she wants somebody that can understand her um, lifestyle. She's definitely entitled uh, to be choosy. You know what I mean? She built herself up to be a millionaire from the 9 to 5 lifestyle or struggling lifestyle, having $45 in a bank account, and then becoming this person that she is now. And nine to five men, yes, I do agree. Sometimes they don't understand what a hustler does every day until they have to, um, until they too have reached maturity. You know, I have dated guys before where they'd be like, well, what do you do all day? Especially when I was like 100% entrepreneur, never left the house, you know, wasn't even a real estate agent, didn't have to leave the house, didn't have to do nothing, 100% hustling all day. And I've had guys that had nine to fives be like, well, what the hell, uh, do you, you know, do all day? And I will let them know, like, you know, I do this, I do that. They didn't understand it. However, that doesn't mean that everybody that got a 9 to 5 won't understand. And what she got to understand is that you got to really, like, watch your mouth because you could be missing your blessings. You know, it could be a guy from 9 to 5 right now that's looking to, you know, help take care of her empire, help grow it. He might be in in um finance he might be a doctor he might be a lawyer he might i mean i guess that's what she's not including doctors and lawyers probably under the nine to five but best to believe if you go to any beautiful neighborhood in any town that you uh live in and you ask them what they do for a living nine times out of ten a lot of them are going to say oh i'm in finance oh i'm in and you you know i'm in um wealth management you know what i mean so she doesn't want to you know god listens to us when we talk and we don't want to close out our blessings because that's why a lot of women are lonely because they sit there and they put like so much emphasis on like this boss lifestyle and then they're closing out their options. If it was so easy to find like this boss nigga, like, oh my God, especially one that you don't got to build with Harley because I don't, she doesn't look like she wants to be in the building stage where he's at the nine to five and maybe he decides that he want to uh, come up and do his own business or something. Like she may not want to be into that um, lifestyle you're not going to even grow with anybody. You know, like, you have to grow. You know what I mean? Like, I am an entrepreneur that married an entrepreneur, okay? But I'm also a type of bitch that's going to put my sneakers on and go to work, too, if, in fact, something is not going right in my situation or if I'm uncertain about a situation because I'm, I have reached the age of maturity. However, even when I was at the highest peak 
of my money. I never like to close out anybody because I always was raised to believe that anybody could be your soulmate. You just never know. And you don't, you know, another thing too, um, <laughs> we're going to get into that. Another thing too, is that the problem that I'm seeing from last week to now is that you motherfuckers are giving these motherfuckers too much uh, credit. Y'all giving them too much money. They are starting to, like, really get too much dip on their motherfucking chip, okay? Because they're really believing that they're better than 9 to 5 people. And that is really, um, you know, a sad thing. This girl's 30 years old. And she stated on a public forum that you cannot build generational wealth with the person who has a nine to five. Now, see, that's how you know she's young and not familiar with money. I guess she forgot about 401ks, brokerage accounts, bonds, life insurance, REITs. Um, like, girl, come on, you know what I mean? But you guys are the ones that are giving too much power to these influencers. The, a lot of these influencers are uneducated. They're uncouth chicks who just make it because of a app that a bunch of bored people are on who need some type of fantasy. Y'all turn these people into fantasies, and then y'all get mad when they start to speak their realities, okay? So are you guys making people rich when they're not worthy of the support? Are you guys really supporting the people that are worthy of the support, that have been there years and years and years and giving y'all real trill, you know, shit like myself, people like that? Are you know, or do people like abuse, you know, when it comes down to their influences, like, you know, maybe people will respect people like myself more if we just started to abuse y'all, talk shit about y'all, talk shit about your niggas, talk shit about your nine to fives and, and shit like that, like, y'all give them the power, and then be mad when they don't measure up to what you think, y'all are admiring the wrong things, be mindful of that, you know what I'm saying, but why I think B. Simone should have watched her mouth a little bit was because you're financed by nine to five people. Ain't no bosses buying none of that shit you selling. You you are financed by nine to five people who are happy to see another black woman make it. They're at their job. They're ordering your clothes. And you don't even know how to dress and they're ordering your clothes. So that's a great thing. They're ordering your makeup. You know what I'm saying? They're ordering things. They're, they're going to see you in your comedy show. They're waiting to get paid every, you know... You know, I just think that sometimes the mouth could control the bag. Don't fuck up the bag. If you getting, if you are not even like giving the people so much, and you're getting so much money from them to the point that you could say, "I up uh, my lifestyle, this my lifestyle, that." Shut the fuck up. Don't say nothing. Take the money and shut up. That's the problem with a lot of black people. Once they start getting money, they start running that mouth, and you don't want to mess out on your blessings right now. This is not the time to down nobody. I give any man, especially a black man right now, the props to wake up and clock in to a nine to five, especially with all we got going on in the world. Y'all just be talking like y'all not. And another thing, she's been talking a lot anyway, just even about the movement. She's not really educated on certain things. So like I said, I don't expect, um, you know, much, but she got to really like watch, you know, how she talk because with every year there's a new internet diva. And she's going to need to get, you know, a chill button because I've been in this game, the entertainment business, since 2007. So I can tell you, okay, with all the confidence that I've seen a lot of people come and I've seen a lot of people go. Every year, there's somebody new. So B. Simone, you got to be humble, okay? Because every year, there's somebody new and you never know when your time's up. Ask Supercent, okay? Last year, this time, 
people were going crazy. Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan. That's all I kept hearing all up and down my timeline. People would ask me, oh, my God, are you ordering her the makeup? Oh, my God, Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan. And I have not heard Super Saiyan name this whole year. And there's nothing against her. I just tell you, I never heard nobody even talking about her now. I don't even see nobody post her up or anything. So, you know, you got to really, like, watch how you talk. You got to really, like, um, be humble. You know what I mean? Like, what about April? That was the year, two years, three years before. Oh, my God, April got a Bentley. Oh, oh, my God, oh, my God, she's the best thing ever. April, April, April. I don't hear you guys talking about April anymore. Or rich girls. We're going to take it back to 2010, 2011, when rich girls were selling the jury and hanging out with Dre and them. Oh, my God, rich girl, she's so pretty. She's Cuban. She's Colombian. She's this, she's this, 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 this. Ah, I'm like your auntie, your old-ass auntie. I done seen y'all go through y'all stages with people, and that's what I'm trying to say. Be some old thing. She got it all in the bag and things of that nature, and it's clear to me that she needs to go ahead and um speak to a financial advisor because I don't think that she's um understands finance too well. And this is why I go hard with people learning finance because what you think a 9 to 5 I ain't gonna lie. A lot of nine to fivers got their shit together more than people that got businesses, you know, because it takes a lot of losses for a business person. And I could say that even for myself, it takes a lot of losses for business people to wake up and be like, yo, I gotta get my shit together. I gotta get my paperwork together. I gotta get this together. I gotta get that together. And, you know, and that's why a lot of guys in Atlanta, they know how to finesse those girls because they know those girls do not want no nine to five regular dude. And a regular dude might be the dude for you that's going to admire you and see something in you differently. A regular boss nigga it might look at B. Simone like, what do you do all day? You just like, you just advertise on Instagram all day? Like, you know, that's how they may look down on you. So, but now those guys in Atlanta is going to know how to finesse her. They're going to be like, oh, she want a boss? They're going to go ahead and create this fake-ass lifestyle, make sure they act like they a boss. Oh, I'm in construction. I'm in real estate. I'm in finance. I'm in sales. And bag her up, and next thing you know, she going to be broke, tricking on some Atlanta nigga that acting like he was a boss. Like, ugh, anyway. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Another thing that I wanted to talk about, because that be some old thing, I knew it was going to take a long time to like really talk about that. But I want to talk about something, and I really want to be honest, because I just think it might be something that's a little uncomfortable for some of y'all, but we need to talk about that, especially as moms and black moms and things of that nature. Like, I'm not going to say no names, okay? But you, if you are a part of the blog world or Instagram world, you may know who I'm talking about, but I don't want to say names because I don't want it to be a personal thing. I, I really want to get this out though. Okay. It's making me very uncomfortable. Um, when adults think that it is cute when kids call their like moms, their girlfriends. Okay. Um, I have a son, so I can tell you for sure that boys they get very attached to their moms, okay? To the point that you got to be like, boy, get off of me they on your butt. They on your chest. They want to lay on you and things of that nature. And I find myself as a mom of a three-year-old boy that's developing um, to let him know, like, I'm not your girlfriend. I'm your mother. Stop. You know, sometimes I will even try to kiss my husband. He'll be looking at me like, no, kiss your husband. Kiss me. And, you know, and he do that to his father, too, a lot of times. And um, I want to say that there was a video that was put up on Instagram and they asked the, the kid, like, who's your girlfriend? He said his mother was his girlfriend. And I felt like, great, that's a beautiful video. But that's not a video to share with the public because um, I don't even want people, especially young moms, to think that's cute. You know what I mean? Like, um, we don't talk about this a lot, but, like, kids 
could like their parents, you know, like, especially when they're growing up, that's their first girlfriend, their first boyfriend, they could like their parents, but that doesn't mean that it's like really appropriate for adults to praise on that. I think a lot of moms, especially with boys are raising their boys to think that they're their son's girlfriend. And this is why we have so many fucking men who, by the time they do get a real girlfriend, they do not know what the fuck to do because they're up there trying to please their mama and their girlfriend. They rather go, you know, when the boy does decide to say, you know what, mom, me and Keisha, we're going to move out and I'm going to help her pay bills. And they be like, you can help me pay my bills. Like, this is a very big topic that we are not talking about in the black community. And I think it all starts from when they're young and they think that their mom is their girlfriend and a, and a mother is a single woman sometimes. And they think that shit is cute. And I don't like it at all. And I wanted to bring it up on in my bag. Cause when I saw the video, he was the cutest little boy ever. And I was, but I was in my bag about that. I'm like, why are you sharing this video? Like that is cute. Oh, I didn't tell him to say that. It doesn't matter if you didn't tell him to say it. Like, you know, everything our kids do, we do not have to share on Instagram and, and things of that nature because it can come off funny. It can come off where the audience may not understand what's going on, may not connect to the message and um, things of that nature. Just like as another woman, you know, the word on the street is she wrote a book and she was talking about her son's genitalia. Like, that is not okay. We're not, we don't need to talk about our son's genitalia. We don't need to talk about our son's going to be sexy. We don't need to reincarnate our sons into our baby daddies. And let me tell you something. My son looks just like my husband. And I'm not sitting there thinking about, oh, you just like your daddy. Like, Things like that is just not cute. It's inappropriate. We got to watch the way we talk about kids. We got to watch what we are putting in our kids' minds as far as when it comes down to you being their mom. Sometimes in life, you just got to be somebody's mom. You don't got to be their girlfriend. You don't have to um, make them unhappy because I feel like boys are not developing the way girls are because they are coddled so much and because their mother is so into them and, and what they're going to do with their life. And then, you know, I, I rather my sons be with me and you know, you keep your sons at home 35, 45, and then you wonder why they're not growing to be the man that they need to be and why they're not able to survive without you and things of that nature. Like, I know that this is like a big topic that we, it's like a lot of subtopics to this big topic, but I just want you to be mindful of the messages that you're putting out there to your children as well. And when they do act like that, when it, like they act like you're their girlfriend or they act like they don't, they, you know, they so attached, you don't get it. You have to explain things to your kids. You have to, you know, talk to your kids and, and things of that nature and correct them, you know, correct them. Um, like I said, it's times my son, you know, he'd be getting too comfortable. I'm like, um, bro. You cannot put your head there. Like, move your head. Like, you cannot lay on me like that. I, I'm not your girlfriend. I always tell him that. I'm not your girlfriend because I put it in his head early on, okay? So, <clears throat> the kid thing, I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling the the women, you know, mentioning their son's sexiness, genitalia, and all that. I don't even like when grown people say little kids are cute like that. I just do not like it. I'm uncomfortable. So many boys have went through, like, sexual molestation, incest, having sex with older women, stuff like that, because of little things like, ooh, he's sexy. Oh, you're going to be sexy if you grow up. No, stop the fucking shit. I do not like it. it. It needs to be stopped. And that's what we do in my bag podcast. We talk about the things that are uncomfortable. We talk about the things that's really going on in the world because people do not want to really sit there and really uh, digest these things. They don't want to talk about these things. But I'm here to let you know that some things are just inappropriate. 
It doesn't matter like what you think. Some things are inappropriate and we can talk about it. You know, hit me up at Coach Coots. Let me know. Do you think it's cute when your son say that you're his girlfriend? Do you think it's cute that he, you know, believe that you're his girlfriend, his woman, his wife, he's going to marry? Some girls were under the post saying, oh, my son said he was going to marry me. I'm like, oh, my God, you thought that was okay? Okay. Like, R. Kelly said the same thing about his mom. You know, he thought he was going to marry his mother and he was so in love with her. So what is that saying to you? You know, look at examples of R. Kelly. That's what he said. He loved his mother. He watched her, used to put her makeup on, her her lipstick on. You Did you hear that description before that R. Kelly said about his mom? It was very uncomfortable. So, like I said, anyway, <laughs> I get so into a topic. Y'all don't understand. Like, I really want us as a people to do better. But anyway, shout out to Delicious. You know, Delicious from Flavor of Love, as well as she's like a internet celebrity now. Her and Raymond Santana of the Central Five, the Central Park Five, got married. And um, Candy from Real Housewives of Atlanta hooked them up. And, um, hey, you know, like, Delicious got a good one. Um, and, you know, she got a husband, you know what I mean? And um, shout out to Candy, you know. She helped her out. Nothing wrong with that. Taurus women love to help out and support. So that's a, um, amazing. So, you know, she got a husband. We'll see how it lasts. But the main thing is she's married. And, you know, congratulations to them. Hope it does last, by the way. Um, and before we go, I want to talk about my life-changing discovery that I had uh, this weekend. Okay. And um, it started out with... <laughs> Y'all going to be laughing at me. But I just want you to understand that I love crabs growing up crabs was my favorite thing to the point that when me and Kaz got together we started taking trips to Baltimore for crabs that's how much I love crabs however after this weekend I finally decided that crabs are no longer for me and when I say crabs is no longer for me I'm saying it because I sat there this weekend and ate my crabs and my hands was wet I couldn't really eat the doodoo of the crab, which was the best part of it because of the COVID. I'm like, hell no. I don't know what the hell is in the ocean. I'm not eating the doodoo of the crab. Um, and I just felt like I'm sitting here for like 30, 40, 50 minutes and eating these crabs. And there's hardly no meat in them. And I'm at a point now in my life where I don't want to sit down and eat something for 35, 45 minutes and it's only a little bit of meat. Like, I'm talking about sticky, nasty. So I looked at my husband. He was there, and I was like, yo, I'm never eating crabs again. Not, I said, you know, and I'm not even a fan of crab legs, but I said, I think I'm going to start eating crab legs because I felt like I just did too much work for those crabs, and I wasn't satisfied anymore. It just didn't satisfy me anymore. And he was like, you're not going to eat crabs? Oh, my God, I can't believe it. I'm like, no, I'm not eating crabs anymore because, you know, like he remember me going on trips for crabs, you know, I am obsessed with crabs, I love seafood, but I just felt like our time is up, okay, I want big meat now, I don't want to be sitting here, you know, I guess I'm on my B. Simone stuff, you know, I want big meat now, I don't want to be sitting here trying to eat this damn food, and it's, I'm wet, I'm nasty, I'm sticky, I'm putting it in my mouth, and it's just nothing there, I was not satisfied anymore, and I think that the older I'm getting, the more I'm realizing that I don't want to do things that do not no longer satisfy me. That's exactly what happened. Like I was just sitting there eating it and I was feeling dumb. I was like, okay, there is no more of that for me. You know, I'm not, 
um, with that anymore. So yeah, so me and Krabs were we're just no longer together, and um, you know, and we'll see how long it lasts. But right now, I'm just not into that. I want bigger things and better things. So that's one of the um, discoveries. You know, I discovered that um, I need more. I deserve more. You know what I mean? Like that's it. I also discovered that we're doing less with more as black people. So after eating my crabs and discovering that my life needs to change, I'm laying down sleep and I wake up, the TV was on, I wake up and I woke up to the Motown 40 documentary, which is about, you know, Barry Gordy and the Motown records and Diana Ross and the whole crew. And then I was, I was in awe. And if you have YouTube, go ahead and check out um, Motown 40. Very motivating. Um, to watch Barry Gordy just build his company and watch, you know, Diana Ross be a hood chick from Detroit that decided that she wasn't going back and, and doing her thing. I mean, Diana Ross got some stories. Like, I will pay any money in this world to sit. I wanted to sit down with Aretha Franklin. I'm mad I never pursued it because I could have probably did it. I like talking to older black women because I know they got some tea. They got some dirt. And I want to hear what the hell is going on in their world. You know what I mean? So I always wanted to sit down with Aretha. I didn't let, I didn't um, make it happen. But with Diana Ross, I really just want to sit down and talk to the diva of all divas because homegirl got married to a whole nother man, right? But she was pregnant and she thought it was her husband's. Come find out. <laughs> And you don't know, it was a white man she was marrying. So come to find out, it was Barry Gordy's uh, kid, but she didn't admit it to like the 2000s to the public. I mean, this was crazy. And the way her and Barry Gordy's like connection was, was crazy because they just decided like they love each other, but they're not going to do nothing that's going to like risk the bag. And I respected that so much. So um, it's just like a genius uh, type of documentary and it just really motivated me. It had me like in goosebumps. I love to be motivated. I am a Virgo. I love to be motivated. So that was good. So check that out if you're on YouTube. Also, whew, another documentary. I mean, you know, you guys know I'm doing a documentary about my life. So I watch a lot of documentaries so that, you know, I could get kind of like motivated by it. And, um, another documentary I checked out was, um, Penny Hardaway's documentary about how he went from, the NBA to coach a public school, then to a junior high school, to a high school and winning championships for all three. Um, and you know, he talked, I, I don't want to tell you the whole story, but it was just like a crazy, um, documentary. And now he is the head coach at the university of Memphis where he's from. And I really resonated with that because I love when people go back to where they from and make shit, um, happen and stuff like that so that was a really good uh documentary for me to see and the main point of the documentaries both documentaries was that you know it's about greatness and this is my message to you today anything that I do I aspire to be great at that's why like if I don't feel I'm going to be great at something or I don't feel I'm going to put my real true grind into it my ass into it I don't like to do it um I aspire to be great. That's what I do with everything that I do. Okay, that's what my discovery in life is about, you know, experiencing greatness. And greatness is what we uh, should all aspire to be, you know, and how to be great. Because you're probably like, well, Tiana, you know, I'm listening to you. I want to be great too. How do I be great? You know, you be great by doing one thing every day with the biggest attempt of excellence, okay? And you will be great. One thing a day, you know, like I, I wrote y'all, um, on my page, Coach Cooch, you know, my father told me 
I'll be a great businesswoman one day when I realized that Rome wasn't built in a day. And that was very good advice for me because when I was young, I believed that you could write a book in a month. I believed that you could you could do five, ten things at one time. And, and yes, I did it, and I was great at it. But I, you know, really, like, um, I just really was overwhelmed a lot, you know, during those times of What She Wants and Girl Get Your Mind Right and, you know, Bethany, yeah, and I had to put a little slight flex up because I think people forget all the work that I already done already, you know. I'm in my second course of my life, and now I'm making moves happen, and I'm looking forward to age 35 through 45, you know what I mean? I am 35, about to be 36 in September. I'm looking forward to that because, you know, as long as we're breathing, we have a chance to make shit happen, you know? So going back to greatness, because that's what I want to end, you know, this show about today. I want to end it with greatness. Greatness is what I always, um, you know, attempt to live by and, um, never good. You know, don't, don't settle for being good. Always settle for being great. Okay. Um, don't settle for being all right. Always settle for being great. Um, everything you put your mind to, you can achieve no matter what. I mean, hey, if I was able to achieve waking up and doing this podcast this morning, I know that you could achieve anything, you know, and I have a lot of stuff to do. I have a lot of jobs. I have a, you know, a son, all that. So whatever I put my mind, though, to and plan, I can conquer. You know what I mean? And um, overall, the message also is stop making these people online, y'all Jesus. You know, stop admiring people who are not giving you any type of uh, soul food for the brain to admire because, listen, people are going to come. People are going to go. This is the way it is, okay? And, um, you know, stop making people your Jesus and idolizing them because they're really dumbasses, okay? And start putting that magnificent energy into yourself, okay? And that is my message for you guys today. And I'm just so happy that I was able to come at y'all and, you know, let y'all know what's going on in the world and giving y'all my opinion. And, um, you know, we're going to see how uh, uh, Miss Beast Mo feel in about four years from now, five years from now. And when things ain't popping the way it's supposed to be, if that ever happens, I don't wish that on her. And see how fast you're going to get your ass up and um, get a job or get a man with a job. And uh, personally, she says she like entrepreneurs together. I used to think that too, but I don't really, I like, I like that one person has a job. At least one person got some type of stability, you know, until you build the empire. And then once you build the empire, you know what I mean? You don't, you don't got to do it. But if you do want to do it, everybody's not meant to be a boss, by the way. You know, everybody's not meant to be a boss. So if you're listening to this, don't let no little fucking illiterate person make you feel like, uh, you having a nine to five, you're a loser, anything of that nature. Like I said, most people I know got they shit together are nine to five people, and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's not something that I aspire to do in life and things of that nature. Even when I do get my little jobs, my little gigs and stuff like that, that's not, I look at it like a, you know, like a little gig or something. I don't look at it like, oh, I'm going to be here 100,000 years, you know what I mean? Because that's not my lifestyle. But, like I said, I don't expect other people to have my lifestyle, though, because, like I said, being an entrepreneur is not for everybody. Yes, everybody's showing y'all the great, glitzy, glammy part of being an entrepreneur, but it, it's a part that when you get a $10,000 check and you all fucking strapped out of cash, you know, because you owe so much, you got to pay so much, everything depends on you and your hustle. You got to turn on the lights, do this, do that. That shit all becomes a lot. So don't let nobody sit there and make you feel like if you're not an entrepreneur that you're a loser. And I don't know what that is about. Like that whole 
uh, entrepreneur thing is like becoming like a fad and it's not, it's not easy fad to, to keep up with. I'm telling you, it's really no joke. Like, let me tell you something during this time, people had to shut down their businesses and shit like that. You know how happy I am that we don't have the tea room and, um, cast cuts right now because of all of that shutting down shit, still having to pay your rent and things of that nature. You know how it feels to pay Rona rent as my girl Nakia say, like this shit is no joke. Like people are still paying rent on businesses i can tell you from my office rent rent too because i'm paying rona rent on that they don't give a fuck about you ain't you know what i mean in the office you're not doing nothing you can't even make it because of covid they want their money so when people sit there and talk about this entrepreneurship they gotta break down what lifestyle you really talking about you know what i mean because sometimes that check come in handy when you got a little check coming in and you can be like, oh shit, we didn't expect that. See, when you are an entrepreneur, you could go months without a check if you don't got a good popping business or if you you caught up. Sometimes, you know, you on your net 90, you caught up. And that's all I'm trying to say. So don't let nobody uh sit there and basically let you think like, oh, a nine to five nigga. You know, and if you are a nine to five nigga, don't feel like you gotta be a, a boss to be with somebody like her. It's a hundred million girls that will accept you and love you. And like I said, trust me, when you want to buy those houses, that nine to five come in handy. Okay. Okay. Cause the bank love them a nine to five niggas. Let me tell you, you could get a freaking house with a man working a freaking McDonald job with no car quicker than you can with a man that is this entrepreneur ballerific type of guy who ain't really got nothing. You know what I mean? So it's like, like I said, it's a lot of things that come with it. But like I said, she has the right to be have standards because guys these days, they do tell you, Oh, I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't want that. And we're, and, and you know, and that's another thing too. You know, we always think that black women should not have standards. And I think that black women should have all the standards in the world. But I just think that being somebody with no man, you know, I think that you need to have your options open. And as I said, when you, you know, it's like, <sighs> I'm going to end it like this, you know. It's like when you're young, right, and you're in sixth, seventh grade, and you say, I'm never going to, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to do that. And then when you get in about 11th grade, you're doing everything you say you didn't want to do. Or you're out of high school, and you're doing everything you say you want to do, you know. You know you know what little Kim said. I used to be scared of the, <laughs> now I throw licks to the, <laughs> Like, everything changes with the world. And, you know, it's things when I was young I probably said that I wouldn't do. And guess what? You know, I'm doing it and doing it wow. So, like I said, she'll change as time go by. And what V. Simone, you know, eat don't make nobody shit. So nobody really cares. But like I told y'all a little bit earlier, just don't make people your Jesus. Strive for greatness and, you know, you know, just do your thing. Once again, it's your girl, Tiana Smalls, a.k.a. Coach Cooch. Thank you guys so much for listening to In My Bag Podcast, episode 27. Peace.